Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 32 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about self-accountability. If you are a woman struggling with your weight or someone that's been on a weight loss journey for some time, I am pretty sure that the term accountability means something to you. We all have a preconceived notion of what it means. And it's not uncommon, it is definitely not a new concept in the weight loss space for people to suggest to find an accountability partner, an accountability buddy to sort of keep you, you know, exercising, keep eating healthy and all those things. Some people even post their story online on say Instagram, right? So that there's accountability of all their audience watching and going through with them. And for some people that's helpful but that is not what we're going to be talking today. Actually, I'm going to give you the complete opposite of that strategy, what I'd like to call the power of self-accountability. So to get us started, I would like to ask you a question. And to answer this question, I wanted to sort of look back in the last week, maybe two weeks of your life, and I want you to imagine a day that you were so inspired. Say a day that you were doing exactly what you wanted to do. And it could have been maybe a weekend that you spent, say, you know, the whole day with your family and having so much fun. For me, it was a Sunday that I spent, you know, I love home decor and I spent the whole day sort of browsing online and planning for all the decor elements of an upcoming basement rental that I'm planning uh, as soon as things open up with COVID. So just, it was so much fun browsing IKEA website and searching for doors and handles and decor and wallpapers and all things. It was an incredibly inspiring day for me because I spent a whole day doing something I really loved. And I wanted to think the same. And if you have to go back more than two weeks, you can. But I wanted to think of a day that you truly felt you were like just in the zone, just doing something really special. And then if you can't remember a day, say, you know, if you're living a life with a lot of to-dos and not a lot of wanna-dos, um, that's okay. But you can probably imagine like in the, say, recent past. The thing that I want you to observe is when you are in those, say, in your zone of genius, doing something that is really, really high in your inner set of priorities, notice how often you feel hungry. Notice how often you remember to, you know, even get up and go pee or, you know, basic bodily functions. Often, not many, not many times. Because when we are incredibly inspired, somebody will even forget to eat. We forget 
you know, for me, for example, in my history of chronic pain, sometimes I even forget I had a migraine. And at the moment I go back to do or headaches, sorry. And then the moment I go back to doing something that I am not inspired, then the aches and pains come back, then I'm hungry, then I'm snacky, <laughs> and the list goes on. The reason why I'm asking you this question and asking you to contemplate is this. When we spent a large amount of our time doing things that do not inspire us, that is when we are most likely to lack self-accountability. Because when we are in that space, we start to get bored, we fidgety, and you know, just like not focused, not concentrated. And then we think about all these different ways to escape what we're doing because in our, you know, brain, we just don't want to do it, even though we may feel we have to. Again, those duty words that we sometimes talk about. And that is a lot of times when the, you know, snacking and potentially cravings and all those things take place, which for some people, they perceive as breaking their progress or falling off the wagon. And they say, Oh, I lack accountability. Where in fact, all that is, is that you're actually not inspired. So this is the first little perspective change that I wanted to share with you. So if you were to take a step back, so let's just kind of look at, you know, in your house, think if you have an unfinished basement. So this is something now currently in my, you know, awareness. So I'm probably going to talk about it a little bit more than often. But if you don't say you have a garage or if not, you have a messy drawer. Okay. So think of places in your home and, and those are like common ones that things get put into and forgotten about. <laughs> so it, I'm talking about if you have a messy garage and unfinished basement or a messy drawer, but those are places that it starts fine, right? It starts call it empty. And then one thing goes in and another thing goes in. And when you notice there's chaos, right? In there. And the reason for that is that if you don't bring order to a situation, chaos will instill. That's just like physics. That's just how life works. And the same is true for your to-do list. So I'm getting to a point here. <laughs> we're going to circle back to a loss in just a moment. But the reason that I'm bringing this to your attention is if you perceive that you lack accountability, there's probably, or self-accountability, there's probably two things at play here. The first thing is that one, you are not spending the majority or potentially even your entire day doing things that are high in your inner priorities. And two, because maybe you don't even know what they are. And two, you're probably not planning your day. And if you are, you're not planning your day around your inner priorities. And when you do both or either, what happens is that you start to start your day in a very uninspired way. You go through your day entirely uninspired. And that, like I said, is often what results in cravings and boredom, snacking, you know, drinking to sort of like numb you at the end of the day and those things. So yes, I understand that if you are doing you know, the things that you're doing that are not inspiring is your job, for example, and you need money to um, take care of your family and those things. So yes, you know, that totally makes sense that you may have to do that for a while, but there's things you can do to start 
shifting how you perceive that. So I did an episode, it's episode number 22 about using goal settings to find your confidence. And I really recommend you go back and listen to it after you finish this one, because I go through my goal setting process and how I delegate and things like that, that may kind of help you reset how you go about, you know, looking at the things that you're not inspired about. But for today, I want to go back to one, helping you identify what are your inner priorities, uh, at least so you know what they are, you're able to go search for them. And two, I also want to share with you how I organize my day and how I deal with my own set of priorities to maybe give you some light on how you could do it too. So first of all, your inner priorities are the things that you were born to do or that you work towards being born to do. (laughs) There's a whole thing behind that, but let's just say the things you're born to do. But those are the things that you truly love. And I mean that in the sense that, yes, you can be born with a set of priorities, but you decide that, you know what, I want to, you know, become really financially savvy. There is a methodology and a process that you can, and that can help, I can help clients with, with weight loss as an example of that. But there's ways that you can reshift those priorities until they truly become, you know, priorities. So it doesn't have to be just what you were born with. I'm trying to say, uh, there is ways to shift that. But the inner priorities are things that are intrinsically motivating to you. Those are the things you do not need a reminder. So for example, um, if you either yourself or somebody you know loves to shop, you know, love shoes, love clothes. If you tell the person, would you mind getting up at 4 a.m. before we could go to, uh, at times before COVID, but <laughs> 4 a.m. to go to the mall to line up for, I don't know, like a Black Friday sale, chances are that person would totally get up at 4 a.m. But if you're such the person that, you know, loves to shop, but truly hates to clean the house, just say, would you get up at 4 a.m. to go, you know, mop the floors? Chances are that person would not get out of bed. And if she did, she would get out of bed angry. <laughs> and if she's going shopping, likely excited, right? So I'm, what I'm trying to exemplify here for you is that your inner priorities are the things that are most natural to you, that are inside of you waiting to come out. Those are the things you love and want to do. They're not the things that you have to, that you should do, that you ought to, because those are what we call your outer, you know, push, their outer priorities that are somebody else's inner priorities, but not your own. So the, the whole situation here is if you spend your entire day working and operating outside of your own inner priorities, fulfilling somebody else's, either family members, co-workers, your boss, or whoever, what happens is you spend your entire day in a, in, in a non-inspired state. And that is the best way to, quotations, lack accountability right? Because it is just your body trying to escape that which you don't want to do. So like I said, if you want to learn how you can actually start, you know, even though you have to do things, you know, duty word, that you choose not to or prefer not to, there are ways that you can start relinking those to your priorities. There's a whole methodology there. So if you listen back to episode 22, uh, you will get a little bit more information on it. But for today, 
what I would like you to know is that, okay, let's start uncovering your inner priorities, your top three. And very simply, you know, there's a much deeper way to do this exercise, but simply just to get you started, look around you physically. What are the things that surrounds you? Is it a lot of clothes and makeup? Is it a lot of books? Is it a lot of, I don't know, like beautiful home decor? Is it cars in your driveway? Whatever it is for you, really pay attention to what are the things that excite you, the things that you would love to do every day if you could, if, you know, time was no object, if money was no object, or is it your family and your, you know, so much baby toys, baby clothes, kid clothes, whatever it is, really start to list at least your top three. What are those inner priorities? And then compare. Are those inner priorities directly related to that thing that you want to be accountable for? And if you're feeling like you're lacking accountability, the answer is very likely going to be no. So example, say that part of your accountability journey for weight release is that you want to cook every single meal at home every night and follow a specific eating plan. Okay, let's just put it that as your goal that you feel you lack accountability for or you need accountability for. Then you look at your priorities and your priorities are like, say, uh, you're an entrepreneur. So let's just say it is your business that takes a lot of your time. It is your spouse. So you really want to spend time together and doing things. And it is a learning. So it is either reading or taking courses and so on. And if you look at those three priorities, cooking, healthy eating, making meals did not at all come up. Agree? And if your spouse hates cooking, if your entrepreneurial job is so busy that you don't have a lot of free time, and if everything you like to learn about is on business or just like pleasure reading, but has nothing to do with nutrition, chances are that for you to find the time every single day to maintain that eating program will be difficult because it is totally unrelated to your inner priorities. So the question is, do you lack accountability? I would say probably not. What you lack is the connection between your priorities and the goal and task at hand. Because the moment that you see the connection with eating the healthy meal and the amount of energy that, and even the clearing of mental space for having those healthy meals and the brain fog and the clarity that comes with a clean eating program and how that can enhance your creativity, your concentration, and your ability to produce work in your business, the moment that you see that that could potentially be an activity that you could do with your spouse, either, you know, taking your cooking classes or something to bring a new hobby into the relationship. And if you can also see how potentially by learning those skills or spending time in the kitchen, you could actually be listening to your favorite audiobooks, podcasts, or whatnot, the moment you start connecting that activity with your true inner priorities, then you actually stop needing external accountability because when the switch is truly made and there's that pop that you know, you see clearly in your mind how completely connected, how the eating healthy is the means towards your true actual inner goals, you no longer need external accountability. So tapping into self-accountability 
is not magic, it's not hard, and it's not just for a select few. It is available to those who do the work. So let me just give you the practical side of it. So what, how do I do it? And I am somebody that I get really motivated by pretty stationary. So the way that I plan my day truly requires a little bit of investment in stationary, but you're welcome to do it just with pen and paper or even on your phone if you're more like an electronics person. But basically what I do is that I start electronically with just Google calendars on my phone. And that is where I have all my appointments booked. And that is also where I block time. For example, if I know I will be doing an interview or if I'm teaching or whatever not. So that is all sort of pre-booked. And then um, clients, of course, can just like book time for, you know, their discovery calls with me and all those things. So that goes first step into my Google Calendar. Then once a week, and usually that happens like Friday night, I plan, or Friday night to Sunday, depending on the week, I have a physical planner and I plan only those activities, okay? So I write down all those activities that are very much like non-negotiables because they're either clients or interviews or teaching, okay? And those are all part of my personal inner priorities, so it is a pleasure to me, but I mean, they're non-negotiable in the sense that there's another person counting on me showing up and waiting for me. So those go into the planner first. And that is one week at a time, okay? Now, what I do not do in my daily planner, I do not plan the other activities. So say if I'm, I don't know, like working on a new training or I'm revamping my website or whatever it is that supports my business. The way that I plan those is that I plan those in little post-stitch notes. And this whole mess will make sense in just a second. So I have all this pink post-it notes with the, say, the task name, call it that. And sometimes I put a couple little bullet points below if I need to be reminded, okay, also this includes doing this or that. And the reason why I do that is that then I take the post-it notes and I choose one per day and then I stick that to my planner unless I'm fully booked that day with interviews or client sessions, okay? But let's just say normally once a day I have at least a couple of hours in my day that I can put in a post-it note. The reason why I do it this way is that if I wake up that day and for some reason my body, my energy decides I am not inspired to do that task. I switch. I move that post to another day because I have realized that the more things I do that I am inspired to do, the quicker I am, the better quality of the work, and the more I get accomplished. So I have learned over the years to allow myself to have structure with flow. And I think that is so important because if I just said that today, this is the task I'm doing and my physiology doesn't want to work on it, it would be such an uphill battle. Then I feel my headache coming back. It's almost like my body starts to give me all the possible ways out, if that makes sense. And then we think, oh, she lacks self-accountability, where in fact, it's just my body being honest with me and trying to help out, okay? So... So anyway, so I have the post-it notes and I have the intention of what I believe will happen that week should my inspiration permit. Then when it comes to the day of, and this is the part that it's maybe a little bit, maybe 
extreme. I don't know, fancy extreme, but this is exactly how I do this. I have two small whiteboard. One is tiny and one is a little bit bigger, but they're not like big enough to go on the wall. Like they sit on my desk and both of them are those types of whiteboards that one says notes and the one other one is clear, just like a marble design. And they are designed for you to write your to-do list and erase. So I still have them in my planner, which, you know, doesn't get erased. I can just check mark, right? But I have those two boards, a bigger one and a smaller one. And what I do is that on the bigger one, I write down for the day my, my commitments, like the meetings, the interviews, the teachings, the client sessions. So I write down one, two, three, four, five, the sequence that they're scheduled. And I, if I'm inspired that day to work on the project that that post-it note is about, I write it as well. Okay. So I have those things that I'm doing today are all part of my inner priorities, the tasks that are very inspiring to me. And then on the little board, I write down the things that I'm still in the process of delegating that are not as inspiring to me, but needs to be done. So see, needs to be done, duty work. And a lot of times for me, that is emails. I get an insane amount of emails every day in four different inboxes. And some, I know I need to be the one responding to them because at this point in my business, there's a level of customization that has to do that. It's me. Um, it is possibly something that I will be uh, outsourcing in the future. But for now, it is part of how I run my business and my practice. But I write it on this separate little erasable um, board, I guess. Because if I mix it with my inner priorities, the list is huge and it becomes uninspiring to me. This is something I have experimented with and discovered. And maybe you will have a different way. You can just have a piece of paper, whatever works for you. But this is how the structure works for me. So as I'm going through my list of very inspired tasks, crossing them off, crossing them off, I don't erase them until the end of the night, by the way. I check a mark on my notebook, my daily planner, and then I cross it off with my erasable marker on my erasable board, the big board. So that gives me that sense of completion, sense of progress, and also sense of inspiration because all those tasks are very inspiring to me. Then I go to the little board and sometimes I have to make a commitment and say, okay, at this time when this task is finished, because it is something that my body doesn't necessarily want to do, I have to schedule it in in a more forceful way, which is a clear indication that is something to be delegated in the future, right? But until I can, I do my best to, as I'm working through that non-inspired list, I do my best to link how does doing these emails fulfills what's most important to me. And that usually is enough of a boost for me to be able to tackle the list. I cross it off, like I said, with my um, erasable marker. So at the end of the day, before I erase both, boards, hopefully all tasks are completed. If not, I don't erase them, (laughs) but hopefully they're all completed. It gives you that sense of so much was accomplished today. And even if it was one thing accomplished today, as long as you were inspired to and move the needle in your life, in your business, in your career, in your finances, in your family, in your relationships, whatever it is you're planning around, 
that is a good day in my books. And then at the end of the day, I erase both. Hopefully, you know, if everything is crossed off. So when I wake up in the morning, I have a fairly clean slate to start the day. Uh, for some people, it helps them to rewrite their list for the next day and night. So it depends on your preference. I actually alternate between both options. Sometimes if there's a lot on the plate, I do write it up the night before so I know it's coming. Um, sometimes I may not. I just kind of look at the calendar, know it's coming, and I organize it in the morning. So it really depends on how I feel that day. I give myself the option of doing either. But in a way, I'm still incredibly organized. I know it's coming up because I have like a a 12-month year planner, yearly planner on the wall. I have quarterly planners. I have other ways to organize the big picture. But what I wanted to share with you is the the smaller, more like day-to-day way of how I organize my my day based on my inner priorities on a very practical way so that I spend the majority of my time doing things that are inspiring to me and being more and more clear about the things that are not because that will be the gaps which I have the opportunity to delegate in the future. So I'm spending, if at some point possible, the majority, if not the entirety of my time in my zone of priorities, my zone of genius, my inspired bubble, if you may. So when it comes to the power of self-accountability, just as a quick refresh or summary of what we talked about, If you need external accountability to do anything, it is clear that your inner priorities are either unknown or your inner priorities are unlinked to the task at hand. And the best way to no longer rely on self-accountability is one, to be clear, what are your top three inner priorities? Two, if now you know what they are and they are unlinked, linking them by finding 20, 30, 50, 100 ways that that task or tasks fulfills very directly those priorities. If you can't find a way to link it and you're able to delegate it, it's even quicker. (laughs) You can do that. And lastly, I really encourage you to start, once you get clear what those priorities are, to really start planning your day around those priorities. Because no different than that basement, that garage, and that, you know, messy drawer, if you don't bring order to a situation, chaos will instill. If you don't plan your day around your priorities, it is going to be full and filled with things that are not. So you're going to spend your entire day being uninspired. And this is super important going back to weight laws. If you really want to release excess weight and there is a few tasks or, you know, strategies that you're trying to follow, if they are not linked, to what is most important to you, chances are you're not going to be able to do them long-term. And the secret to long-term weight loss is finding a way to make the things you believe you have to do, things you want and love to do. So I hope that this gives you a different perspective on accountability. I know this is a perspective not often talked about in the weight loss space, and it is my mission to help you shift the weight uh, weight loss conversation and give you a new way to look at things. So if this resonates with you and you would like to learn more, I welcome you to check the link uh, in the description in the show notes or visit program dot naturally joyous dot ca and in there what i do is that i take you through 
a pretty much like the whole big picture of how I work, how I help women get to the exact results we're talking about. And not only from a mindset standpoint, but also where I share my um, proven tactics to help women over 40 release excess weight, balance hormones naturally, and regain their confidence. So I hope this was helpful to you. And I look forward to seeing you again or chatting with you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.